Okay, Billy, what's your middle name? I can't tell you that. You can't? No, I'll tell you. I'll give you three guesses and then I'll tell you. It starts with an M. Michael. Nope. Mitchell. No. Marion. I don't know why I made you do that. I'm sorry. It's Mac. Mac. It's a, And I'm the third. You're Billy Mac. Williams the third. William. It should have been a doctor, a lawyer. If this was central casting here at Cowboy Gasoline Studios. Yeah. I'd place a big shotgun in your hand. Yeah. I'd place you in a rhinestone outfit, sitting shotgun on a stagecoach that was hauling a fair amount of cash out west. I mean, Billy Chambers, so it's William, so William M. Chambers. So if you were held up in a bank and the police or the sheriff of the town, I would say, showed up and said, William M. Chambers, you in there? <laughs> the third? The he'd, third. Get, he'd get no answer. And he'd go, Junior? He'd still get no answer. The third. One of the deputies probably knew. They were like, the third. <laughs> William M. Chambers, the third, are you in there? That's Billy. I'd be That's nervous. Billy. You know Billy. That's, you know, um, that's why I'm Billy. Because Grandpa was William, but they called him Bill. Right. And then my dad was William. Matt Chambers, right. but they called him Bill. I think that's a beautiful name, man. Oh, Billy. Billy Chambers. Billy Chambers, welcome to Cowboy Gasoline, the Rock and Star Ranch here. I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, I welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. You're in I mean, the King's King Angler chair there. Yeah, this. You're the second to sit in that. Kurt Smith's was the first. You're yeah. the second. It's apropos of a man of your caliber. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna pick your brain about yeah. a bunch of stuff. Because I am ignorant of it. And there's a lot of stuff I'm really interested in. Before we get to the, the, the calendar of the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. Yeah. I want to pick your brain a little bit. I'm interested because you're kind of like a, you're an interesting dude, man. I think you got a lot of really neat stuff going on. Well, I appreciate where, you saying that. Where are you from? Uh, I am, I'm, uh, I'm almost 45. The entire... Almost 45 years, I've been in Central Ohio. The whole time. So I live out on the east side, but before that, I was southeast side. And before right. I left, and it doesn't matter because I moved like 10 miles. Right. Whatever. You always, you grew up fishing or just taking it up recently? No, you know, growing up in a suburb, you know, of Central Ohio, there were always ponds and little streams, so... I grew up, but I, I was always a bank fisherman. You know, just anything that would bite. Yeah, didn't didn't know what I was doing. I mean, it was worms. What was it that got you in the kayak? Well, I it was probably in the late '90s. I went with a couple of friends down to West Virginia. You know, everyone's been down to ripley or wherever get get down in there into the the new river and right. all that and I, I went on a couple of trips and i was convinced in the late 90s that i wanted to own a kayak so i went down to galleons which is now dick sporting goods but it was when they had first built one out of easton right and i walked in and looked at, i was so excited walked in there and saved up my money Walked in, chest out, right. went straight back to the kayak department, 
told the guy, I'm, I want a whitewater kayak. Right. And he said, where do you live? Well, I live out there in Reynoldsburg. Well, where are you going to go whitewater kayaking? He goes, come here, let me show you these, we call them recreational kayaks. <laughs> and at the time, there were no fishing kayaks. Right. We're not yeah. in the 90s. Oh. I bought a, uh, It's they still make kayaks, it's a dagger. I bought a Blackwater 10.5 dagger. Right. And it was a sit-in, and the guy was nice enough to sell me a couple hundred dollars spray skirt. Because I told him I wanted to be a whitewater kayaker. Right. Um, there was another company in Columbus. So that, now, was your was your interest in just fishing out of it, or you wanted to do some whitewater? Oh, I wanted to whitewater. Okay, man. so you wanted to shoot down like the New River and the Gully and yeah. the things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much opportunity in the Mid Ohio to do anything like that, but no. But then I met a guy who. Um, it ended up being one of my one of my best friends now. He helped me. I actually had two of the kayaks. Um, but he helped me put a new roof on my house. And like any young person in the 90s, you know, I was strapped for cash. That was 2000, whatever by now. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. Um, I told him if he helped me, I'd give him the other kayak. And basically his idea was, well, we're going to go fishing out of them. <laughs> and the idea had never, I felt dumb, the idea had never crossed my mind. <laughs> That's great. But, but you know what we did? And I don't know if anyone else from the early 2000s has this story, but we thought we had to have uh, micro reels and little... For sure. We, we thought we had to have like the ice fishing <laughs> setups because we were in a kayak. How are you going to cast? <laughs> And we tried to go down the creeks for smallies, and uh, <laughs> you're like this one. <laughs> there, there's perfect. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> right there. <laughs> the, old, the old supercaster there. <laughs> that's, from, that's from like 1953, I think. Or that's from Harry Scotty Scott. But anyway, yes. You you it, you do think that because you're in a kayak you throw something ridiculously short and goofy like this, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know? I just wish if this wasn't a podcast, everyone could see that the rod is actually looped, and then on the reel it says "Will not backlash." <laughs> Will not backlash. That's the Ashaway. Will not backlash. Slip cast reel. Look at that. The stub caster actually on the ivory handle. Looks that's sweet. That's funny. Anyway. Um, so, gosh, yeah, because my, my whole thought process was leaning to the point that, wow, he got in, you've been in this for a while, mm-hmm. really. So, I want to hear about the first time you, you guys go off in these whitewater kayaks that you have to sit in and do some fishing. Okay, so I was still <laughs> a little stubborn, and I'm going to have to send Sean a link. That's his name. I'm going to have to send him a link to this podcast because I was still a little stubborn even though we had our fishing gear with us we dropped in and I scouted it out I had a book that told me if I was gonna go whitewater kayaking in Ohio this is where you go right so for anyone that's familiar with Ohio I'm just gonna they're gonna start laughing as soon as I say this but the creeks were up and we headed down to Paint Creek in the spring And we were doing a little bit of fishing, but I knew there was a whitewater. There was like a class, however it is, class three or 
whatever, best you can get in Ohio. Right. And I scouted it out and I went up to the bridge. And if you think about all the research we do now for bass fishing, yeah. I was doing that for the, for the, the shoot. Sure. And I was telling Sean, we got to go to the right and then we go to the left and then we go to the, and we get down there. Somehow I talked him into it. We get up to the, to the rapids and, uh, I put on my life jacket, I zip it up, I get my helmet, and he looks over at me, he doesn't even have a life jacket. <laughs> and hey, listen, anyone listening to this, I was recently bought a dry suit, because right. I listened to Kurt Smith. Sure. Yeah. I'm, like, this is no joke, but back sure. then, it wasn't, we just didn't know any better. Sure. And he trusted me, and he followed me, and we both flipped. And we almost lost one of the kayaks. <laughs> and to this day, there was a... Oh. <laughs> whenever someone says, like, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done? Right. That's, that's up there. Right. You know, it might not be the dumbest, but one of them. So, uh... That is great. Paint Creek. So, I mean, uh, so now that you've got that background now, you're, you're switching into fishing. You got that background. That kind of gives you a heads up on some smallie action, doesn't it? Well, you would think so, but you know, this was before. My my go-to is YouTube. Right. You know, the stove is broke. Oh, I can fix it. I just go on YouTube. Right. You know, whatever. But we just went out. We bought. We went down to Walmart and we bought some Rebel Wee Crawls, Man. and we we're like, "There's crawfish in the creek." And some guy at the bait store told us that that's what they eat. Right. And again, there's no one to ask. Right. You can't call sure. Kurt Smith's or right. Jody Queen. And you can't go on YouTube. And they haven't been invented yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so so we, we were doing... They haven't been invented yet. That's the cat, by the way. So yeah. If you hear the cat scratching at the litter box, it's, it gets real around here. So yeah, there was no information at all back then. And this, again, this no. was like the early 2000. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man, that's a long time ago. So, gosh, it wasn't probably until a long time after that, a few years after that, that you were, there was an event that you even entered into. What, yeah. What was that? Um, so my buddy, Sean, he, you know, time marches on and he has a, uh, he has a nephew of his and his name's Bo. People with BKFT might know Bo, Brian Smith. So Bo tells me, I think it was only maybe three years ago, he tells me, oh, I fish these tournaments. And he had an old town kayak that I just thought was amazing. I told him it had holes in it. He's like, no, those are scupper holes. What the hell is a scupper hole? So he's explaining to me the kayak, and he's like, you need a hog trough. Dude, what are you talking about? You know? Right, right. So, Whole it new was, language. Yeah. But you know what he told me? He said that he went out to an event with a, another buddy, um, Matt Bressel, a buddy of his, which we'll talk about that later. Um, and Bo didn't have, you know, I don't know if he didn't have a net or the hog trough, definitely didn't have an identifier, you know, and he said people would come over and offer him, hey, you can use this extra measuring board I have, you can use it for the day, and right. um, just everyone kind of took him in and helped him. So it was kind of that story that intrigued me, and um, 
I'd always like fishing and I love being in the outdoors and the kayak. So that next spring, I started getting into, uh, b borrowed a kayak from Bo. I tried to go out my dagger. Right, back was a dagger. I still have it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Bo let me use one of his uh, old old kayaks, which I ended up buying from him for like 200 bucks or something. Now, was it a sit-on? Yeah. Kayak with yep. the scupper holes? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, stuff. it's a Pelican, uh, a Catch 120 or 125. Yeah, sit on top. And I remember one of the first times we went out, he had the, both the kayaks, Took him off the trailer. He got into the back seat of the truck and got out the seats to the car. I'm like, seats? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta attach the seat. And I just remember Woo! it being like a process. And then we had milk crates, but we had to pull the bungees over the corners. And I'm like, what? So nice. Um, yeah, that's that's a neat process too yeah. because I mean it's, you know, it's like. Having that buddy that's just a couple steps ahead of you, and you're like, what in the world is this? Having no idea that the following year, yet you are going to be so consumed with doing the very same thing and tweaking mm -hmm. your kayak out the same way. So, yeah. uh, so when you got in the Pelican, I'm interested. So now all of a sudden you're on something with a seat. How, I mean, as, and I think it's very important to hear this transfer. Yeah. Okay, because we do hear Kurt Smiths, we hear Eric Siddiqui's, we hear, you know, Christine Fisher, and we hear all the greats talk about what they're in and all that stuff. But, man, very seldom do we hear just really kind of the, I would say, they are fantastically talented, normal people. But for the normal people that aren't yet quite so fantastically talented, <laughs> right. that are just beating each other up trying to just compete in this god-awful thing, um, you don't hear about those transfers because that's where these people are, man. And this kayak angling is exploding right now, you know. So people want to know from I think guys like you, guys like me, average folks out there, even from the and the fantastically talented, they want to know. But the fantastically talented don't really have the time to talk about when they were in a pelican. So, right. so going into something with a seat like that, were you excited about maybe sit standing up in this thing? Or how long did you fish in, in this? And Well, the first time I went out was out on Buckeye Lake. And it's out there, that's by my house. So we went out there and, not again, not to ruin my own story, but it, the learning curve was pretty quick because... What I didn't tell you was Bo had just bought himself a new Old Town Predator PDL. Right. And so here I am excited that I'm not in my dagger anymore. Right. I'm in this sit on top. And then there goes Bo's feet as he's, I'm pretty sure, checking Facebook yeah. or reading his text messages. And his feet are going and he just takes off. <laughs> and. You better get splashing with the oar. Yeah. And then. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a, a paddle kayak with a buddy that's in a pedal drive. Sure. But they sure. insist on talking to you. And it's like, buddy, I can't hear you. I've got... Um, every time my paddle goes in the water... Yeah. <laughs> so... And they're just going chop, 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 chop. Yeah. We, we went that's all the way back to a... This was an actual tournament, too. We went all the way back to a, a cove on Buckeye Lake and... I left 
probably an hour and a half before Bo. And it took me an hour and a half to get back to the dock. And he pedaled back in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And then, so you're learning that. You're going through a curve, right? The really quick baptism by fire learning curve yeah. through that. And you realize all of a sudden the importance of a pedal drive. Yeah. You know, or something that you can kick. Wow. You know, that's, that was, yeah. That's and, and it was so, we all know what it's, it, it, anyone that fishes, they know what it's like to get that, that fish at the end of the line. You know, I've got four kids, so I try to get them out there and get them addicted to that, that bite, you know. And so we love that part of, of fishing, but I would say with kayak bass fishing and especially tournament fishing, you better be careful. Like if you, if you have that competitive drive or you have that, you know, you want to go down that rabbit hole and you're going to go all in, it's, um, I'm not saying you can't go out there with a paddle and catch fish, you can but for me, like that was kind of the beginning. <laughs> right. I hope it gets. I hope my fishing gets better. <laughs> but I've come a long way with the, a lot right. of the knowledge. Right. So now, uh, fast forward to today. What kind of kayak are you in today? Um, I, I've ended up buying a, a, a PA 360. Uh huh. Um, PA 14 360 of right. 2020. It's, it's now so, strictly sale. So yeah, we're talking. We're talking going from basically one of the least designed, least thought about, least expensive, uh, least when it comes to quality kayaks that you could probably ever really put in your arsenal to literally the finest kayak, like a Rolls Royce of kayaks. So yeah. you really have gone. So you're, you're, I mean, I can appreciate, you know, like, um, when a lot of people just go out there and drop 5,000 bucks on a kayak because they can and they have that opportunity to do that. And I mean, I mean, if I, if I had that opportunity, I might do that myself, but I'm super cheap and I always go with the least expensive to what I think fits my needs. And then I go through the gradual learning curve and I like that learning curve because when you finally get to that machine, that is just working great for you and it is what it is and it costs what it costs. You can appreciate why it does that. So you really have gone through all of that. I bet you can really sit in a 360 and go, wow, this is one of the most fantastic things ever. Yeah, I I, mean, I bought it probably a month before COVID really hit. And um, again, like, do I have all the money in the world? No, but I had saved up money and bought it and I'm sure glad I did because after COVID would that have been the most responsible purchase at that right. time right maybe maybe not I don't know but right. but I, I was out on the lake I for anyone that's hesitant if you stumbled onto I don't know Facebook forums and where they're talking about the 360 I don't know how many times I took the 360 out but it was a lot I yeah. beat the hell out of that boat. Uh, I mean, I, t I drug it down hills. I dropped it in the creek. I, you know, I bought it. It's my boat. I'll do what I want with it. Right. Don't tell me it's, I'll do whatever I can physically do. And by the right. way, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big guy, so I'm not, right. I won't be taking it to some of those places anymore, but, right. <laughs> um, but as far as the drive, yeah, um, I love it. Right. Um, yeah. 
What a beautiful thing, man. Uh, when that came out in ICAST, I was fortunate enough to be down there and see that thing presented. Boy, that everybody was talking. Everybody was talking about that 360, and it won Best of Show down there that year. And kayaks were on everybody's, you know, conversation. Everybody was talking about kayaks that year. That year, and I was like, wow, I feel pretty fortunate that I'm here right now to see this sport just about get ready to go nuts and see the beginning of the, you know, the begin of it, really, the beginning of the begin, you know, of the sport and where it's going to go. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I thought I could really, because I, I don't know, you seem like a deep dude, you know. Uh, I love watching your videos. I think you're, you've got a quirky character to you that's really entertaining. Uh, I like your point. Yeah. yeah. The, the point you is said great. It straight. <laughs> you got to keep the point. That's like a John Matarese, you know, don't waste your money. You know, you know, that's, yeah, that's a good point. You should work on that, you know, keep it. Um, but you got some really cool videos out there. I think those are really neat. So, uh, if you, uh, we'll talk about, you know, your video channel, we'll pimp all that stuff out at the end of it Yeah, and all that. But, um, um, so, and, and you know what, not, I mean, as far as the video and YouTube, because I want to set the record straight, I, I'll listen to like Joe Rogan podcast all the time, I'll watch YouTube channels all the time, and I'm a huge believer in do what you love and keep doing it, don't, don't chase after the money, don't chase after a influencer fame, or in our world, don't chase sponsors, do what you love and... If people like it, they'll come watch it. So we can pimp out William and all that stuff. But even if no one ever watched half the stuff I do, right. I'm, I, I think half the time I'm entertaining myself. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. anyway. Well, well, I mean, look at me. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a tack room in a bar, you know, <laughs> like just been sitting out here talking to myself for gosh, I'm just, well, this is our third season now. So this is like, our, I think our fourth or fifth show is our third season. Yeah. So it's amazing how it, it's, I, I, the, the short time that I've been in it to see what has happened and where it's going. Um, so how'd you hook up with the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail? Where'd you get into that? So you, you found yourself in these tournaments. When did you graduate to that? Did you graduate to a certain kayak before you went to the Hobie 360? I mean, that's a big whoop jump or did you yeah. have one in particular that you well no i was still i was i fished that entire uh 2019 season okay out of the pelican and i submitted there were a lot of tournaments where i had zero and i thought that i could go out with a decent kayak and some decent rods and the right bait and catch bass how hard could that be go catch a bass yeah I mean, really how hard could that be <laughs> And if I fished eight tournaments that year, I probably got skunked in six of them. And for someone who's, again, like I said, trying to entertain myself and just going along with the ride of some of success or whatever, uh, it wasn't okay. <laughs> the zeros were not okay. Right. I was too, and so I started to think about things like the different seasons, uh, fish migration patterns, and why are they, you know, I'd listen to podcasts and hear someone like uh, Everett Sheets or Daryl Cornelius or someone talk about, I caught them on the weed line. 
I'm like, what were the, were the weeds were the weeds above the the water or below the water? Right. What's the difference between grass and weeds? Right. So, um, but with Buckeye with Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail, again it was Bo who was really involved with the trail, and he told me that he had talked to a couple of the the guys that run the trail. Um, it was started by uh, Neil um, Neil Farley and. He was talking to some of them about joining their committee. And I thought, well, that would be fun. I suck at fishing, so I might as well, I might as well do multimedia stuff that I think is kind of fun. Right, which you have a talent for. Well, thanks. You do have a great talent. You're editing. Oh, I thought you were fishing. Well, <laughs> well, you know, to be honest with you, I haven't really seen your fishing yet, you know? I mean, me and you have... I, uh, we've competed in maybe one or two together, yeah. not a whole lot together. I hope that changes this year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm anxious to see where that goes. But no, your video and your, you do have a media talent to you. Do you have a media background? No. You're just a creative kind of guy. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm um, self-taught with photography, like photographs, right. you know. Um, had an interest in videography way back in the day before the kayak purchases. Um, did like some weddings, wedding okay. photography, wedding videography, right. um, but it was it was more of a hobby. Uh, and life, you know, kids and life, and kind of moved away from it. But I was always it was always a hobby, a serious right. hobby. Right. But so with BKFT, I was like, yeah. And then one of the strangest things happened that no one saw coming. It was uh, COVID. So originally. I was going to make some little hype videos for each tournament. Hey, we're heading to Cowan this weekend. Hey, if you guys didn't know, blah, 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 hype it up, get people interested in that. And then the captain's meetings were gone because of COVID. So we had to, we owed it to the, to the anglers, not just because they paid for the event, but they, they came out there and they worked pre-fishing and they fished in the event. They, they should know, how many fish were caught? What were the biggest fish? And we couldn't expect them to go to Tourney X and do their own data mining. So it only made sense to have a like a YouTube video. Sure. And that's COVID. That's where all that came from. Wow, that's and that's very uh, fair to say. That's very uh, thoughtful. I would say you know to do yeah. something like that, coming from somebody that would be entering a, a tournament and going, damn. You know, because I don't like going to Tourney X. In fact, I don't even like going to Tourney X when I'm in a tournament. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't look at it. <laughs> I don't. And that's often because I don't have fish on board <laughs> yet. But <laughs> so why do I need to punish myself anymore? But even if I'm doing really well, I don't like looking at that thing. Just do what I can and keep my mind off of it because it makes me nervous. I don't know why. It just That's one of the weird things in a sport where I'm finally... <clears throat> relaxing I'm getting my pulse down I'm prepped I'm confident my levels going up I'm figuring things out a little bit more and more each time figuring myself out but man when I, I break down if I have to look at turning X I start shaking yeah. and stuff <laughs> I put a self-imposed restrictions on myself with it I'm not allowed to look at turny X until I have five fish or whatever the limit or until 11 o'clock. So yeah. between lines in and 11, I'm good because I know I'm not allowed to look at it. Right. 
Right. So, um, yeah, that's a good plan for anybody listening. It really is. <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that, man. Oh, until you start putting some fish on that board, it's like horrible. Look at that thing. I can't stand it. Who else has got a zero? You right. Know? Now, I mean, the, 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 flip, the flip side of it is um, I was at Allen Creek this past year, and it was raining, and it was horrible, and I had two fish on the board, and I finally looked around 11 o'clock, and I realized everyone was struggling. So there is that moment yeah. where it kind of... but. It's, it's different. That's that 11 o'clock shot. <laughs> it could go good or it could go bad right now. Yeah. You know, because I'm freezing. I haven't caught nothing. Yeah. Well, I like yeah. to tell people I was so, I didn't have the proper rain gear, which I upgraded again. I, I got some bibs for this year. Um, but last year I was freezing and I just told everyone I was fishing shaky head. Right, right. That was so cool. <laughs> what are you fishing over there, Billy? Shaky head. Got shaky head. was good with that shaky head. Yeah. He's just right look at that hand, that wrist action. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. So, uh, so in a sense, with that 360 Hobie, man, you really haven't had a, have you had a full, so 2019 was your first full year with that thing? Yeah. To uh, get out there and, uh, How'd you do in the well, 2019 season? Because I don't know nothing. Just for everybody listening, I really know little about the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. I've fished just a few of those events, and so that's why I'm very excited that you're here. Because it's a lot easier for me to invite the people to come here than it is yeah. for me to look it up. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I so. want to talk to the horse and look it in the mouth. So... Um, um, I think I finished, there were, each year of the last two years, I think we've had about 300 unique anglers. And how many are competitive, when I say competitive, like scored enough, not angler of the year competitive, but they did well. Um, maybe 200 mm -hmm. or whatever. But um, I finished around that my first year. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was at the bottom. And last year, I was in the top 10 most of the year, and I ended up finishing 12th place right. in, the, in the trail. So I went from like 167 maybe to like number 12. Doesn't that feel good? It, good it felt real good. My goal going into the season was to get limit. And I can't imagine being a big, big time kayak angler and catching a... 12 inch fish early in the day but for me it was exciting because right. i was that much closer to my five fish or whatever right. uh, goal and yeah you so. know i have yet this is gonna sound funny i have yet probably more than two tournaments i'm looking at our time there uh more than a couple tournaments um get my limit <laughs> I, I think the same it's, for me. It's just like, man, I want to get my limit. I want to catch five freaking fish. Yeah. You know, that's my first goal, first and foremost goal. You know, you know, let me get my limit because I know that number one and number two's got theirs. You know, number three, no sense <laughs> really thinking about that. But um, yeah, you know, this is. So you feel pretty good about this upcoming year here? You looking forward to my, it? So. My goal this year is the same, because like I said, I only got limit a few times. So my goal is limit, and then I want to get, you know, top three finish. 
nice. and at least at least a tournament. And my and I'm gonna I want to fish the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail primarily. Not to say I won't fish Cincinnati Kayak uh, Fishing League, which I did pay my uh, paid my fee already. <laughs> and figuring even if I don't fish, you know, support that trail. Right. Um, right. Right. Do you get a T-shirt? You do. You get from Cincinnati Kayak Fishing. I yeah. think you get a T-shirt. You get a sticker. Well, I could. I, I, you get a sticker? I bought my membership and it asked me what size of membership I wanted. Yeah, well, <laughs> so what I size picked, membership? I picked medium. <laughs> what the medium size membership? Yeah. So. You sure you don't want the extra large I, size membership? I wasn't sure. What's that come with? You know, right? <laughs> a sticker, right? I guess. Yes, I think that's thirty-five dollars. Check it out, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing on Facebook. It's probably the best place, and uh, that's uh, strictly sale. Tacy Outlaw Gang there in Blue Ash yeah. on Kenwood Road. Great stuff, man. Your Hobie dealer extraordinaire. If you're in the Midwest, no, there's no other place to go besides Strictly Sale. And that's, I would say, you know, I mean, you can buy a 360 Hobie anywhere, but you're not going to get the quality of service yeah. and a, a, attention to detail you get from those guys. And, and that website. That what They updated yeah. their website. Yeah. Easy to shop. They, yeah. They got it ready for you. Ship it out, whatever you need to do. And they deal in sailboats, too, so don't give up if you're still one of those freaks who love to get out on Sunday in the middle of some windy lake and get out there on your J-24. I can appreciate that. I used to race, actually, J-24s, but they were freaks, you know, and these people are intense, and you know what I'm saying. And uh, there's very few sailboat places around, but Strictly Sail on Blue Ash. Been there since 1972. It's amazing. Ooh. And you have a hobie, right? I do. I have Kurt Smith's old hobie. Old hobie. Hobie. Okay. The Yak of the Covenant. See, actually, my goal, before I even catch the five fish, is to catch up with the talents of just the Hobie Pro Angler 14. Okay. That, that, that well, kayak has more fishing experience than I Are you have. okay with just catching the guys at the bottom? Because right. um, you right. might already be there. Right, right. That's right. Do you have a do you have a uh, sail? Have you ever looked into getting a sail for no, the PA fourteen? No, but I have used that front lid that pops up as a sail. Oh, and it has worked. I saw it on a YouTube one time. Saw somebody pop it, and then they were pushing along pretty good. And I had a tremendous wind coming up behind me, so I mm -hmm. just popped it, man. That thing, ooh, it gave me probably another mile and a half. How? Let me ask you this: How fast do you go? When you're really getting after it, about three mile an hour. Okay, because I've wondered, I've heard that the 360 can be more physical work, although it'll go the same speed, just because of the extra whatever. Right. And I don't know that that's true at all, but uh, thought I'd ask: Do you do you ever lower your seat if you have like further to go? No, because I've heard that it's. Like, no. it makes it a little easier on the... But I don't do it either. It doesn't... It, uh, in fact, I had to get a lumbar support to put on that Hobie seat, which okay. is great. And all I did was take an uh, office chair that somebody was throwing away. I removed the back part that goes to the lumbar there. Yeah. It has a wood inner support to it with foam and vinyl. That was, was, that was my office chair. Okay. I wasn't... I had washed it, and I was letting it dry. <laughs> yeah. This guy pulled up and took it. It's nice. That was you. That was, you yeah, well, there's half of it right there. And it's a great lumbar support. And man, I'm telling you, when that, it made a huge difference in my back, what it felt like at the end of the day. I, I, the, 
I've got a little bit more speed out of it. I wasn't sinking back into that Hobie, uh, you know, C, just mushing back into that thing with the drives. It was nice and yeah. solid, man. It felt good, and I felt good at the end of the day. So I, I won't go back. In fact, I'd, it'd be nice to design something like that. Lumbar's real strong lumbar support. Because uh, speed's going to be the new thing, man. I know. You I know? don't, I don't it's want amazing. a... I don't want a motor. It's a, thought about it, but yeah, it's a, well. That's a big chunk of change for yeah. you know. That's another couple thousand more. You know, more than that. I, mean, I think if amazing. I was better at fishing already, I might consider something like that. Right. But to me, it's there's a battery, there's wiring, there's the uh, one more thing that can go wrong, extra stuff I have to deal with. Right. And. Yeah, the, the I would I would agree with Kurt when he said that that motor is instrumental when you're pre-fishing and trying to eliminate water and get out there and cover water in your pre-fishing days. Yeah. It's not necessarily the thing during that tournament day, but man, you know, I'd love to have one. I would. I'd be the first one to put one on the back of my kayak, but man, yeah. I don't know. After Gunners or uh, Chickamauga uh, and the Hook Bassmasters, the last one of the year there, um, I took off um, when uh, you could take off to your spots. And there was about probably eight of us. And the uh, it was really cool, man. Steam was rising up. Fog was coming in, if I believe. I believe it was fog. Wasn't there steam coming up? There's fog was coming in down through the Cherokee Mountains there and settling down in the lake. And so when these kayaks took off with the lights on and stuff early, before really the light was coming up, it was one of the cool. I was, I, I'm, I, the Navy in me almost started to tear up. Yeah. It was like we were going to a war, and it was cool. And they had, everybody else had the Torquitos. Right, I'm over there just humping it with my 180 Mirage, you know. But I was keeping up. I mean, you know, they were, you know, they like you said, they were checking Facebook and they right. were doing all that stuff. And I was, you know, I was checking Facebook too. But every once in a while, you got to put your hand down to steer that thing because it's going sideways. But um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I think I'm with you and probably a lot of other people that are with us on that level. That I'm not. I don't think I'm ready for a. Um, for that motor yet. I need to learn how to catch fish. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Hobie allows it in the tournament. I think that's maybe why it's useful for pre-fishing. Right. And Because right. he would have said, he right. would have just said it's useful. Right. I don't, yeah, I don't think they allow it. Right. Yeah, I don't think they do either. Yeah, and I don't know about yeah. Bassmaster. I think they, they might allow it. Right. Yeah. I've never yeah, even do. fished a tournament out of the state of Ohio. Any tournament. So you've uh, so I'm not. You're pretty familiar with the places here in Ohio. I mean, like we talked about, just because right. of the last two years. Right. Yeah. So let's take a break. Okay. What What was your first beer there? You had uh, something. Had I a had trout. two two hearted ale. I had a trout head on it. Yeah. How was that? Two hearted. It's good. Ale. Double IPA. Nice. Comstock, Michigan. Yeah, I'm drinking a uh, not your uh, father's root beer. Yeah. 
you know, I got a sweet tooth. That's my bad thing right there. So we're going to grab a beer, take a break, and we will be right back. We're going to talk about uh, the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail on the way back. And Deals. Because I'm really excited about that. I think that does kind of, does that link up with some Strictly Sail events? Yeah. Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Oh, we'll talk all about it. All right. We'll be right back. something for you in fact if you bought the plastic one yeah i bought one of these too yeah that's fun no i can't quite figure that out so we're oh, looking no at, mine was doing the same thing we're looking at the new catch board here that i've picked up oh yeah it it slides on but you got to be you got to go from the end and kind of eyeball it um and as i don't eyeball it man that thing's so pretty you got the yep. new emerald green color I yeah really this is a it. catch x catch x that's what they call this thing Anyway, I had to slide mine on from the end, but it goes right, on. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, got that. I love that little, uh, you know, turny tag holder there. Yeah. Um, That's nice. So, uh, I ordered one of these, too. Right? Yeah. And doesn't that go up around the board you have, but not this one? Does that go up around the board you have? I don't think it... I think this goes on the original catch board. Okay. But but the one... The original catch board I bought had one of these already. Right. So you'd have to find someone with just... Right. So this is a 28-inch uh, cradle for a regular... The original catch board. Right. Metal one. Right. Is yeah. there anybody out there who has one of these? Or needs one? Shout me out. <laughs> <laughs> there they sent that to me. I don't know. What, yeah, I thought, well, yeah, that was cool. Put that yeah. in there. But, well, boy, that came in six pounds of uh, like package weight on that. That's a, not the lightest. And, board, and I think it's not six pounds. see how this is yeah. like that. Right, right. That's what that did. Wasn't yes, it? the original one was like you think of the old school measuring board that was just flat and then. Right. Yeah. So this is nice. The catch X. So if anybody's just getting into that, uh, the kayak bass fishing. Uh, so if you if you're into kayak fast fishing, you know what we're talking about. If you're not, you're like, what the hell are those guys talking about? <laughs> so you know, unfortunately, we don't have 20 gallons of water we can put in our kayak to take the five fish limit back to the dock and weigh them out. We do this thing called catch photo and release, and uh, all you have to do is Google that stuff, man, and you're gonna find out real quick what it is. But you catch the fish, you take a photo of it on a measuring board. Uh, Billy's been talking about the hog trough, and, um, which is pretty much kind of outlawed right now. I mean, there's a lot of uh, tournaments aren't going to be using that anymore. There's been some uh, uh, speculation of bending of the rules, you might want to say, of the, of the hog trough and stuff like that. And I don't think it was any of it was done maliciously, but it was done. And they're so easy to break. They're easy to manipulate, to cut, to re-glue, yeah. to do a lot of things like that. And uh, When there's money involved, people will cheat. And if there's not cheating, there might be people that are accusing of them of cheating. Isn't, so. that, isn't that amazing? You know, when this first started, when I've only been into this sport for, this will be my fifth year. 
in the sport. And the first thing that you go to, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. The first thing I, you go to is like, well, this would be easy to cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, I got the best bass fishing in Claremont County, 52 steps from my front yard right there. Right? This would be easy to cheat. But I'm glad that I get this real guilty feeling about thinking about things like that, you know, and you're like, God. But yeah, I think every when people when you tell people about kayak bass fishing, how you catch photo release with the measuring boards and all that kind of stuff, the for almost the first question they say, Well, wouldn't it be easy to cheat? Wouldn't it be easy to do things like that? I guess and my answer is, and I don't know what the real answer should be. I, 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 I go, yeah, it would be. You know, it would be. You could have a dude show up with a ski-doo full of fish and, and meet you somewhere. You know, I mean, all things are possible. But man, this is one sport that if you truly love fishing and you want to continue to love fishing, this is a sport you do not want to get blackballed in. Right. <laughs> because this is a very loyal group of people. We're very competitive. We all have our arch nemesis in this sport. We like to pick that one person out that we'd love to just, you know, you know, get to. You know, that's the person I want to beat this year. We all have that person. But man, what a loyal group of people, and it's certainly something that you do not want to get blackballed in. So, going back to the people that are just getting into this sport, don't get the hog trout, because no. you're probably not going to be able to use it, even though it's least, it's the less of the, you can go get one at Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's or something like that. Pretty and easy. you might find them on sale coming up pretty soon. <laughs> That's what you, so, you might be even more tempted to buy one. Right, good used one. I got a couple good used ones right there. Yeah. Um, but you can't get those. Just I would just go ahead and bite the bullet on the catch board. Is there any other boards out there that beside the catch board there, that can be used? There was another company making, what was that, like a fish stick? Or something? You know, I, I don't know, but... You should just go catch. Go, go get, get a catch get for now. Catch board. Get a catch board. Yeah. And, um, so, but first and foremost... Check the rules and regulations of uh, whoever is uh, sponsoring your event, uh, whether it's a Cincinnati kayak fishing event or a Buckeye kayak fishing trail event, which we're going to talk about. We will. Right now. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not sponsored by Catch at all. What I would like to say real quick is before anyone thinks somebody has monopoly on measuring boards in the kayak world or whatever, Duke Westcamp is... He, he's a veteran, um, served our country, went, he had an expertise in machine shopping or whatever, metal work, like, I don't know what it is. Um, he loved to fish. He, he started a business and filled, filled a, a, a demand. Right. And he has a, he's, he's a great guy, did an interview with him for BKFT, uh, Bo and I did one last year, year before or something, but, um. Another company will come around, someone we've never heard of, and they'll make measuring boards as well. But for right now, yeah, just go spend your 30 bucks or whatever. Right on. What's that gentleman's name again? Duke Westcamp. Duke Westcamp. Yeah. Of Catchboards. He's a great guy. Well, I, I ordered mine online, and it was in my possession in three days. Yeah. 
I went right to their website and uh, I saw that emerald green, the new one, and uh, I didn't realize how heavy, substantial, you know, here I've got, look at those two old beat up looking things, you know, that's set right next to my hog troughs, you know. And uh, buy a leash? Well, I have a couple, yeah. That thing is going down with it. I mean, that's, I, you can use it for an anchor as well. Beat off a beeper. You know, you got a Canadian goose attacking you. You got it. That's a weapon right there. But I love it. it. And it was in my possession in three days. So, and with a couple stickers. And every kayak angler loves stickers, man, whether we put them on our tackle boxes or the kayaks themselves. So, thank you very much. Big shout out to Catch right there. Yeah. I'm not sponsored by Catch. No, not me. No, but no. maybe we should be. Um, and a big shout out to Folgers. I got to get that out there. I'm not sponsored by Folgers, but I probably should be also. Um, so I'm excited to talk about this calendar because um, I've, I'm going to really uh, focus on the Cincinnati kayak fishing uh, trail. As I told Kurt, I'm going to drop back and punt. I'm, I jump into things like without even thinking about it. And uh, I am so glad that I did jump into those things and I had the opportunity to do it. But boy, I got my ass beat when it comes to a sport. I got my ass beat, handed to me by what I now realize extremely talented anglers. And I'm with Kurt also when he says probably some of the greatest bass anglers that this country's ever seen. I'm talking about the pros that sit up on the Kevin Van Dams, all of them. Russ Snyder, man, put him on a $100,000 boat right, and let him have that. With his background in kayak fishing and what he's done, guys like that, you know, Christine Fisher, just put her on a bass boat. Jeez, you know, she's going to be popular when they all take off. You know, everybody's going to love to see that, but she actually knows how to fish for big fish out of a kayak and with that I think that mentality kind of overrides what a lot of those powerboat guys are missing when it comes to going after these fish and um, all of that stuff so I'm super excited with what's happening um, tell me what's going on what's exciting we have uh, I there's a few opportunities on this calendar that I think I'm going to be able to make it uh, so tell me all about it. Well, first thing I want to start out, we've already talked about it a little bit. Our title sponsor is Strictly Sail. So when you think about Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail, it's the Strictly Sail Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. So without our sponsors, as popular, as much momentum, think about it. It's the Hobie BOS. Hobie is the title sponsor. Um, you know, Hook. In that, and then Bassmaster. So with the local trails, some people will say, oh, you have a lot of events. You have a lot. Without the sponsors, how many events would we have? You know, Billy's sponsored a trail. You'd have like, <laughs> am I down here at your pond? <laughs> That's, where, That's where I'd go with it. In fact, I have sponsored a tournament out there. <laughs> so, so it's Strictly Sail, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. And this year, we kick it off with the only BKFT, there's a KBF event later that's two days, but our first event is at Raccoon Creek. Yeah. 
So anyone that's never been down to, you know, southeast Ohio, been down to Hawking County, and then keep going further, Athens. So once you get down there, you find this, I never knew about them, Raccoon Creek Outfitters. The Hoys, um, they're amazing. They have a canoe livery down there, and they have events. There's some camping, and they sponsor two-day events. So the first year, and I said this on the BKFT podcast I made, but the first year I was here, they gave away a kayak as one of the, like a raffle. That's big time. In a local trail to give away a kayak. That's big time. And then last year they gave away two kayaks. That's big, big time. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. And then we do, we do a radius. So the radius is for moving water because people will get crazy. You know, mm-hmm. there's like a radius for moving water and then some lakes are chosen. So, um, you know, Lake Hope, uh, like Borough, I think that might have been on there one year, uh, uh, Dow. Uh, there's another right off of 50. I'm blanking on the name of it. Nice. Probably because I got I got skunked there my first year <laughs> in the Raccoon Creek. But that's where we started, yeah. Raccoon Creek. And we go down and... The first year I went there, they had, this was pre-COVID, they had karaoke. He, oh. he brought in a karaoke Uh-oh. machine, and he had a DJ that was running it. They had a big fire. So you got a bunch of nasty kayak anglers sitting around. Yeah. And you got a karaoke And machine. I thought I was Garth Brooks, buddy. <laughs> I thought. Did everybody else think you were No. I didn't even go friends in low places. I was going deep in the album. Like, I'm like, well, you don't have that? What are you talking about? Um, oh my god! And but that year it was a one. It was only one day, and then 2020 was a two-day event. Um, Sean Skidmore, uh, he lives down here in Cincinnati. Right. He's friends with the Tacys and all that. I think yeah. he's on the. He might be on the pro staff there with the. Um, he he right. won that event. He killed it. Yeah. He just. He's a good angler. He's yeah. He's good. He's a good angler. Yeah, I think he lies when I ask him where he's fishing. He's at. like, man, he's so <laughs> nonchalant about it. Me and Sean, whatever. <laughs> we, I saw him going down the road the other day in his little, in his little pod, man. It was awesome as yeah. hell. He had a little pimp mobile there. I want that thing. That thing was cool. I asked him if you could actually sleep in it because I got to be able to sleep in them. You know, I'm trying to find that perfect thing I can travel in and carry. But me and me and uh, Zach were out at. Uh, Oh gosh, where was it? Rocky Fork or Paint Creek or somewhere fishing, and and the only other person that showed up, we were pre-fishing, uh, Rocky Fork, I think, and the, the only other person that showed up was uh, Skid, and and I didn't really know him that well. Still don't know him that much, you know. I, I'm going to invite him here to the Rock and Star Ranch and pick his brain a little bit, you know. Yeah. But uh, me and Zach took off one way and skid took off the other way and man it was brutal five or six hours we didn't catch nothing i think zach caught like a catfish and i got a picture of him holding it it wasn't even a big catfish it was horrible and so we got back to the dock and skid was there and i said so uh how'd you do i was telling zach i said don't tell him i got anything you know don't tell him i got anything you know because we didn't and uh i said so how'd you do and he says i don't know i got like 19 <laughs> like looking at each other's like that dude just went and caught 19 bass <laughs> right I think he did really well in that tournament 
fun. But Sean's a really good. Uh, he's a good. Uh, he's good. He's a good angler. Good dude. Got a big smile to him. Good ambassador of kayak bass fishing. That's for sure. Yeah. So uh, now I hear a lot about Raccoon Creek, and it just sounds like outlaw territory, man. It sounds like a lot of fun. You take your tent. Is that the theme? Is you know, uh, you just pull up. You got your two man tent out there. You and your old lady Sadie, and you just throw it down in the tent and just hang out and fish. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's a it's a great opportunity to bring the family, bring the kids. You know, bring you know, depending on COVID and how your your situation is, but. Um, there, there's limited parking, limited hookups for RV. So if someone is going to come down to Rack and Creek, they want to make sure Dustin has a spot where they can plug in. But most of it is a tent. I have a little one man tent, like a back, I have a backpack tent. I throw that down because I'm, I'm going to sleep in it and that's it. Just I just walk around to the different groups, just talking to people all night. And you just fall asleep like at 3 a.m. and like a lump. Yeah, in the middle of the field and yeah. wake up and you know lines in at five fifteen or something. Yeah. I'm you talking about, like that? I mean, do you some people really enjoy that? And I can relate to being close to the earth like that. Yeah. You know, if it was up to me, me and her would be living in a teepee, literally. But I can totally relate to that type of contact. Yeah, when you're going somewhere. And you're immersing yourself into the nature like kayak anglers do. And, dude, I can totally relate to that. Now, I'm a little bit more upgraded to, like, maybe the two-man tent. Because yes. I do need to stretch. I get claustrophobic right now in my older age. i got to roll over a few times. These these hips are maybe <laughs> seen some wear and tear. But uh, I can relate. So you do enjoy doing that? I do. I, I'm a heavy sleeper. When the alarm goes off, my eyes open. But... As far as um, I'm on the ground or I'm a little uncomfortable, it doesn't matter. Once it snap your fingers and I'm out. I'll wake up three hours of sleep and hung over, take my tent down. I don't need, here's the thing. I can set my tent up in the dark. Right. Because it's so important. small. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can, in the morning when I'm going fishing, I'll just ball it up and shove it in the backseat of my car. Right. I don't roll it, pack it, stuff it. I just... Well, that's the benefit of having a smaller tent yeah. like that. Now, this isn't touched on a lot of podcasts, and since we're at that point, and this is very crucial, especially if anybody's going to travel out of town and do what we're talking about, because it is a lot of fun to go out kayak fishing, to travel to a place. Raccoon Creek's probably one of those places where everybody in the state of Ohio has to travel to there. It's, it's like heading out to West Virginia area, you know. So you're traveling that way, and you get out there, so you're going to be camping I'm telling you what, learn how to put your tent together blindfolded when it's dark. Because if you plan on doing a lot of traveling, it's going to happen to you. I swear to God it will. And it's miserable. <laughs> totally. You need to know how to put your stuff together. Because, man, sometimes, you know, it show up late or anything like that. But anyway, that's it. I wanted to touch on that because not a yeah. lot of people talk about that. No, and if you're at a state park, don't be that person that shows up and turns their headlights on in their car. Oh, my God. To set their tent up. Right. And, you know, you got, you got you some Charlie Daniels. We all love Charlie Daniels. But, you know, the devil went down to Georgia at 11.45 p.m., you know, when everybody's trying to, you know, just kind of chill, you know. The, but God bless them. Me and, actually, me and Zach were that person. <laughs> down in Guntersville. Oh, my God. The worst tournament ever. 
I'm so glad Zach was there with me to experience it because if I were to do that alone and have that story to tell, nobody would believe it, what happened to me and him going down there, and I will not go into that right now, but I can relate to being that person showing up late at night and, uh, you know, trying to put that tent together, you know. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That goes along with the same person that preps their boat and kayak down at the dock. Right. Now, you kind of want to do that at the parking lot. You don't want to do that at the dock and take up that dock because I'll tell you what, I've pissed off a few crappie fishermen that are ready to get on that tree, you know, and I'm down there early in the morning thinking nobody else is going to show up right now. Man, look at it. It's just me and God. You know, and then all of a sudden, here comes that crop of fishermen rolling in, and man, you got oh man, you got to hustle and try to get out of there. You know, nah, he wants to get on that tree right now. They, nah. So yeah, don't do that. They're not playing around. No, they don't play around, <laughs> and they don't move off the tree. No. No matter how good that spot looks, there's a ledge right there. Yeah. There could be a ditch. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're not moving. Have you ever been bum rushed by a crappie fisherman? No. As a kayak no. as a girl. I have a couple times. And I don't know if it's if it's just me, but I've actually been bum rushed off of a spot. Like, oh my god. But anyway, I won't go into that. That's a whole totally different thing. I like to get a crappie fisherman in here and talk to him. Yeah, they, yell at him for an hour. They, they, they do think different, you know, they have different tactics and different stuff they talk about. So, uh, the date on that, uh, Raccoon Creek? That is April 17th and 18th. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, that's just around the corner, man. Oh, blink, and it's going to be It here. really is. So, uh, um, so you don't, you haven't released what lakes or what the radius might be yet? Not yet. So check back in? Yeah, check, check the website. I don't know what the creeks will look like in the spring. We've never had it there in the spring. Well, I mean, three years for me, but I can't imagine. I'm not saying they're going to be washed out, mm -hmm. but I fished in Raccoon Creek last year, and I don't think I'm going to be able to go to the spots right. that, I, that I found. So. Were you going to take a 360 out to a lake, get them in the lake? Or? I think so. Yeah, that would be it. took my creek boat last year. Right. No. It's hard to get out of that 360, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get out of that, that pro angler out there. Yeah. You know, well, when you sit in your, your paddle kayak and you keep reaching for your rudder or your 360 control, right? it takes hours to stop doing it. <laughs> right, right. It does. There's a tree coming up, and I'm like, tree. Oh, oh, we have the paddle, it's our paddle. Paddle falls in the water. You're not even used to having it there. Yeah. Okay, so that's exciting. That's just right around the corner. Wait, what's the next one? You know what? I I would like to say that we ease yes. into the season. Yes. But we go from Raccoon Creek two-day event on April 17th and 18th to May 1st. This is a BKFT-only event. One day, May 1st, East-West Harbor. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind this was there's going to be a – a KBF event later that's at East West Harbor. Right. So if you fish the BKFT trail, yeah. what an opportunity to go up there and do some graphing, yep. Yep. get to know the area where you want to camp. Do you like East West? Right. Uh, East better, West better, which one? So East West Harbor, we had a pretty good turnout last year. This is usually a good turnout because it's so early in the season mm -hmm. and people want to get out. Right. But um, I think last year, 
you know, say we had 50 or 60 people at each event. I think this one was up in the low 90s. And 2021, I think it would be really cool to just have a... Yeah. Yeah. Break that 100. Get yeah. 100 anglers up there. Yeah. And, and East West Harbor. The, the campground, again, I know it might be kind of cold, but East West Harbor, the, the campground is just... It's, it's one of the places where if I was going to take my kids, I got four kids, if I was going to take them with me for a tournament and kind of have them, I have one older older kid that could keep an eye on them. Right. Um, that'd be the one to go to. So, um, yeah. And that's right off Lake Erie, right? Yeah. There. You know, I've never fished Lake Erie in my life. Um, a lot of people talk about East West Harbor. I hear that a lot. So, and then the KBF Trail event there. With so tons of kayak anglers are jumping into KBF, and that's sort of like, you know, I think if you were just all of a sudden start into this kayak angling world, you would naturally be drawn to the magnetic power of KBF. You know, it's a brand. It's Chad Hoover's a big personality. Um, you know, and given really credit, I think where credit's due since I've been in the sport, Chad's really kind of been a you know, a major player in how this sport has been designed and how it's put out and the rules behind it and the thought behind it, the meticulous um, stuff it takes to really create a new sport all of a sudden, you know, and throw it out there on a level like this where people are actually starting to become professionals where they can do it almost in a full-time basis, you know. Uh, it's amazing to see that go through so kbf is naturally that one that you go to and uh man doing a kbf trail event um you're sitting around a lot of hungry anglers man these anglers are hungry yeah um they're necessarily not the hobie bass open type of anglers and and you're gonna once you get immersed into the kayak angling world you you've you feel those different demographics of anglers and they're just starting to create themselves right now. But the KBF world is just like having an outlaw gun shoot out West and right. whoever shows up, shows up. And it's a lot of fun because in the mix, you're going to have your good guns and in the mix, you're going to have these people that just show up for the first time. It's never done anything. So those trail events are a lot of fun. Very exciting to be around one of those. Yeah, things. and I mean, like I said, this is May 1st. This May 1st event is BKFT only. And then we come back in July. And yeah. we'll get to that as we go through. But we come back in July, and then that's the KBF event. Um, and you're not wrong. You look at, I mean, day two last year, I felt like I had a really good finish. And I felt even better at my finish by looking at everyone above me and looking at the names. Right. And it's it's not local, just random. It's like names that you've seen yeah. at the Hobie tournaments and yeah. KBF for years and things. So yeah, um, fishing against the best, you know, KBF, I, and I don't want to speak for them, but they had so many events. And I, I believe what they're doing, they're going down to like 20 events on the trail series, but it's at 10 locations, back to back. So they double down. So anyone that's ever said, well, I'd fish the, big, the, the KBF, East West Harbor, but I gotta drive up there, camping, and it's a lot of gas, and what, well, 
Saturday and Sunday are two separate events. So you get the double down. Right. So they have 10 events that are two separate events. Right. So that's pretty exciting for KBF. And you're right, yeah, Chad right. Hoover, he's a character. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than life kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then th- there's, I'm, I don't want to go into the online, uh, but you can go on to you know BKFT and check out the online events that we have as well. Because mm-hmm. with BKFT, we actually have three trails. We have a tour series. We have an online series, and then we have a multi-species series. So if you're a crappie guy, catfish, whatever, there's there's something for everyone. That would be your multi-species yeah. series there. Yeah. And then so which crop or uh, catfish is getting yeah. kind of starting to turn that corner, starting to drop into the cold kayak angling, you know, online tournament kind yeah. of world. Now your online series, say somebody's just you know getting started, doesn't necessarily want to show up and at an event maybe is kind of shy about that yeah would the online series be kind of something for them yeah it's you know the online is a great way to kind of dip your toe in the water you know the only thing if you place high enough where you win money you know where you want to compete in angler of the year we do require at least you know well you have to fish at least one tour series event to cash a check Mm -hmm. and again i don't want to speak for bkft but if someone's you know not only up and up with the online how likely are they going to be to show up and let you see who they are and all that right right, so (laughs) you know but it's a great way for someone like you said they're shy or, or whatever but um and like i said we're not i won't go over the uh the online but a lot of them are team events and 12-hour, 19-hour Ironman, a buttload of bass. That's the MLS sure, style. fun stuff. Yeah, really yeah. Fun. All that fun stuff is online. Fun. Yeah. 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 But, so that was May 1st, and then it takes us to May 15th, where we actually come to the first Bass Nation, Ohio Bass Nation. So BKFT is the, the trail that represents Ohio for um, bass mm-hmm. and BASS and so it's Ohio Bass Nation so you would if you wanted to qualify for a hook Bassmaster Classic you would want to compete in all three of the BKFT events that were Ohio Bass Nation right you pay your Bass Nation fee right. you pay it in Tourney X when you register for the event right. so it's easy yeah and then you have a regular bass membership yeah that you can get on their website yeah and, and then, you get, with that you get a membership you get the magazines you get a few lures yeah and i think you get a hat a bass angler sportsman society hat and i think you get like a little bag or something so i mean it's only like 14 or 15 bucks but that's in order to qualify if that that's a qualifying event for the hook bass masters uh Yep, right now the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail is the only Ohio trail that you can fish to qualify for that. And you, we take the best two out of three. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can't make it to all three. Mm-hmm. Well, if you finish well in two of them, you're in. Right. Or if you get skunked or don't finish as well, you can come back. So as I go through this you know, calendar, I'll, I'll kind of touch on what are the three that are the Ohio Bass Nation. 
Right. So that's a lot of fun. And that's exciting, man, because think about that. I mean, just the thought of qualifying for the uh, uh, Bass Masters. Yeah. Just to be able to say that. I mean, call, call me, you know, I don't know, call me goofy, but, uh, man, when, when Bass Masters laid it out, and I'm a big media entertainment. I like showboating. I like, I love it all. I love watching Bass Masters. I love watching uh, the Elite Series. I love watching, um, you know, the greats. I going back to the early 1976 Miller High Life stuff. You know, I mean, that to me is bass fishing, Birmingham, Alabama birthplace of bass fishing to me knowing what I know of bass fishing and country music by God is that right there so when bass masters put their stamp of approval on kayak angling I knew that I had to be at the first one and and, no, and that was talking about jumping in <laughs> really being way over my head Thank God the water was really down because I jumped in. I, that way I wasn't way over my head. But, oh my God, I got drenched. And then, uh, and then the last one, you know, there at uh, Chickamauga. Uh, I want to do those as many as I can. I love that. I I just love it. I love the ESPN Bassmasters thing. So for that, this is a good opportunity for that uh, bass fisherman that's been on a boat. Yes. You know, and this guy's been off there, and maybe he's over. Him and his buddies already been out bass fishing enough. Because we all know what they're saying about us when they first see us, right? But then after a while, I think these guys are starting to see, especially with Bassmasters putting their seal of approval on it, they're starting to see the Mike Iconellis and guys like that, the Jordan Lees, guys like that, that are getting in kayaks and going out and getting their asses handed to them yep. by... Christine Fisher and others, you know, they start taking a little bit more serious, you know. Uh, they start looking at who's this Ron Champion guy, who's this Russ Snyder guy, you know, who's who are these guys? Jody Queen, who are these dudes? I, we haven't heard of them, but guess what? You will be here, and you will be here, and, and you know. So I think this is a good opportunity for this boat guys to uh, drop down, get in a kayak, and enter a, a tournament like that. There's a qualifier for the Bassmasters to get into, you know? Change your life. Yeah. Leave the dark side. <laughs> Absolutely. Too much oil and gas, and <laughs> come on. And you know what? Iconelli said he's going to fish in some more kayak tournaments this year. It, I think so, it pays better. better. Yeah. I mean, I, he moves around a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable in my PA-14, yeah. but he jumps around a lot. He... he Climbs down on the end of that kayak. He's yeah. Well, he's I'm he's he's got he's like uh, Nadia Coleman each on the balance beam. You know when he right. jumps around on that boat, as much space as that has, I'm amazed. But yeah, I've never seen him on a kayak do that. Just... Yeah, he he climbs down on the on the the, the nose of the PA fourteen. Yeah. Well, as he's reeling in a fish, just like he's just like he's on his bath boat. That's great. Yeah. He's the Wrangling Brothers and Barnum and <laughs> Bailey Circus of kayak, or, you know, bass fishing in general. I like, I like Ike. Yeah, I, I do. Um, so, that's May 15th, and it's at Mosquito Creek Lake. 
Okay. So tell me about Mosquito Creek, because that sounds so unattractive. So sell me on that place. Um, pull up Navionics. Okay. Pull up some Google Earth. Yeah. Go look at some of the coves, look at some of the ledges and the drops right. and all that. Right. Forget about what it looks like. Right. Just, you know, just on the map. Yeah. And look at, just think where, where might the fish be. And I know if the wind is, you know, coming out of here or there or wherever, but there's a section of the lake. Do your homework. And, or find out where all the kayaks are when you launch. You don't see anyone around you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be, we've been pushing for this. And again, you know, I haven't been around that long, but um, there were some guys that know what they're doing that wanted it last year. Mm -hmm. And it's on the list this year. And out of all of these lakes, and again, I'm, I'm newer, but Mosquito Creek is my my favorite. It's the one I'm looking the most forward to. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, all, one of my questions. All ten of them. That's I think it's it. ten. That's Where's it. that located? It's north. It's northeast. Not not Pima Tuning. Not that far up, but okay. it's like northeast. Okay. Area. And I, I don't. I wish I had a map pulled up. There's now. a few of them up there for the northeastern guys, isn't there? I mean, there's a few. Uh, yeah, well, we're not going. We're not going to Pima Tuning this year, but yeah, there is another one uh, coming up in June that's in that similar area. Yeah. So Mosquito Creek is there camping options there for a dude like me that has to travel? You know, I'm not 100 percent sure. Right, I have to look up. Uh, yeah, but I think most of us have to travel to right. Northeast. Right. So, um, yeah. Flat part of Ohio. Oh, yeah. Getting up there. It's flat. So, uh, what's the date on Mosquito Creek? That is May 15th. Okay, so we're not even we're not even out of May yet. Yeah. And, and you know this what? This is awesome. Not, not to, like, I don't know, play the COVID card or whatever, but when you hear, when you see the schedule and you see Bass, Ohio Bass Nation and Bassmaster and all that, just keep in mind that COVID can throw a wrinkle into any of these. And, sure, yeah. and we really do want to make it competitive and we want to make it as fair as we can. I know that um, the, the Bassmaster Classic was going to be in Louisville in March and they've moved it to June. So does that mess up anyone's schedule? You know, right. So just keep in mind COVID. Right. And know that if the schedule changes, if any of these bass events change, no one's trying to trick you. No, <laughs> no one on the committee had a better lake that they wanted to fish. So those thoughts. There's the, you talk about conspiracy theories, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a level of kayak bass fishing that you go through, and you start thinking, "Wait a minute, I think something's fishy's up." <laughs> you know, I know why Skidmore catches more fish than anybody else because he used to judge him. And because he used to judge him, he knows where all good spots are. Right. <laughs> That's what oh. oh my gosh. There's an uncomfortable silence around Ohio because everybody knows it's true. Yeah. Sean, I'm coming Sean. after you. I just want to beat Sean. You know, he's one of those dudes that, you know, if you'd like, yeah, I caught, I got past Sean Skidmore. You did pretty good. I think you do pretty good. So yeah. he's on the local level. Sean's one of the, you know, the dudes to look for. Anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then our yeah. Angler of the Year, BKFT Angler of the Year, was Chris Hannigan. Right. Another one. Um, Chris. Yeah. Both Chris of them, is, man. I know. They know what they're doing. 
these Ohio fishermen are really, and it's just, well, look at the, just look at the awful conditions, comparatively speaking, to what Ohio has, to what, you know, the southern, south of the Mason-Dixon line, getting down in the middle of Kentucky, and then farther south. Look at what we got and how we have to figure things out in order to catch fish. So we're really blessed to be schooled here, I think, as anglers. If you're taking it serious, this is a good place to do it, yeah. to learn how to really catch some fish. Because, man, once you get down in Gunnersville and you throw that first shallot crankbait, and then a big old six-pounder just swallows it, and you panic, and you have no idea what just happened. You know, you're not used to that, you know. Can't even um, imagine. So what's next? Next, we're moving on to June 12th. Keep in mind, we passed up Memorial Day. We have some online for Memorial Day, but right. the, the in-person mm -hmm. tour series takes a little bit of a break. June 19th, or uh, June 12th is the second Ohio Bass Nation, and it's Senecaville, or some people might call it Seneca Lake. So if you leave out of central Ohio, out 70 going east, and you pick up 77, it's just south of 77 and 70. Okay, so not too so, far from Cincinnati, Ohio. What's that, three hours maybe? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't think it's that far. Okay. It's uh, Senecaville, uh, again, Bass. And then June 11th, we used to call it Portage, the Portage event. Um, this year, it's uh, Nimicilla, Wingfoot, and Mogador. So it, it stretches out a little bit more, but all three of those lakes, um, the Portage Lakes event last year was won on Nimicilla. And, you know, Wingfoot and Mogador, I've just heard so many stories. Are those like in the same area? They're in the same, it's like the Akron area. Okay. So when I said we had another event coming up, that was in that when Mosquito Creek is a little mm -hmm. bit, but yeah, that's the other event that's kind of in that area. Okay. So anyone that you know, Portage Lakes area, Nimicilla, Wingfoot, Mogador, June twenty sixth, and then July tenth. Maybe the one you got your eye on. There's three lakes to choose from. July tenth, Winton, Cowan, and Stone Lake. Yeah, amazing. When I heard that. I was like, are you kidding me? Now, this will be your second tournament in Stone Lake because I, I think the other one went right over my head. It was a, if my memory is correct, it was a Buddy Bass. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was online, but it, yeah, Stone Lake was part of it. Okay. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, rock and roll for Stone Lake. I was so excited to just see, you yeah. know, that lake get a little exposure with the, you know, with the kayak anglers, because there are big bass in that lake. Hard to fish. It's a challenging lake. Uh, you may not catch your limit there, uh, but by golly, you're gonna you hit the right stump at the right time. There's, you know, you're gonna get pounded, and it will freak you out. And they're not the prettiest bass. Uh, they don't see a lot of sun there, so they just kind of look dull and kind of grungy yeah. and really muddy. It's always muddy. It's never clear at Stone Lake. It's a challenging lake, and I think that's why a lot of people just don't go fishing there. But, boy, the past couple of years, I'm a believer. Yeah, I fished it once last year on a non-tournament day. I took my 14-year-old boy out there. 
and he was in the in the Pelican. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we we did okay, but it was my first time out there. I think looking at it, going back and doing some research, looking at Navionics and some of the maps and everything. There's definitely that that creek channel. There's some swing swing channels or swing arms or whatever. Yeah. That that creek channel will cross cross the lake in a hurry. And right. I think finding, you know, depending on the time of year, right. uh, could be fun. But again, Winton and Cowan, same thing, July 10th. Winton's, there's been a big bass, I think, one out of Winton. I think in a Cincinnati kayak fishing tournament, I think last year. Um, so, um, Winton's got, so I've never fished in Winton, but by golly, if you were, if you were wanting to fish in a place... It felt like it was in the middle of Kings Island. Yeah, it's a city. Know? It's a city, right? It's a almost like a metro. It's Green Hills, you know. Yeah. You, you know, and, and <laughs> you're sitting there, and uh, there goes, you know, some, a jogger, uh, and another one, and another one, and a cyclist, and a family, and I mean, it's packed. It's action packed up there. Went. It's a neat, neat place. Um, and I would have never thought that there was bass in that lake but by golly after somebody pulled the big bass out of Winton last year I was like dang now you make me want to go there I know July 10th Winton and it's easy to get into and you know um, I mean you can you can rent I've rent a John boat there with my kids a long time ago they grew up right down the street there on Vine in Hartwell Lower Wyoming as we like to call it but um, yeah Winton's a cool little spot and then uh, is Cowan the other one Yep. Okay. So Cowan is another lake that's, you know, it's a deep lake. Uh, it's got a lot of fish. There's fish in Cowan. It's a pounded. It's heavy pressured out of all of those, I think. Yeah. When it comes to bass fishing, you know, um, Cowan has its pressure. What time of the year was that? July 10th. Yeah. So, oh my God. Here's the problem with Cowan on July 10th. <laughs> Pontoon boats, man. Yeah. They'll rent them to 16-year-olds. Okay. So, and unfortunately, pontoon drivers don't go out to the middle of the lake. It's fun to go around the lake. So they skirt it 10 feet away from the bank. And they have total disregard during the whole month of July of kayak anglers with those pontoon boats. I'm not kidding. They're insane. With those things. So, what day is that? Is that a Saturday or yeah, something? The, um, yeah, these are all going to be, unless it's a two-day event, Yeah, they're going to be Saturday. Okay, Saturday, Saturday you'll get the pontooners. Sunday at Cowan, you get the sailboaters. Okay. You know, don't ever cross the <laughs> sailboats, man. <laughs> when you think you need to get to the dock, it's right across the lake, but you got to go through the sailboat regatta. Don't do it! Don't do it! Because those sailboats get trucking. And you're like, oh man, he's coming up on me. <laughs> It was like, you know, PT-109 getting hit by a Japanese destroyer. So uh, that's going to be exciting. That's uh, for the local uh, group here, you know. Um, my, all my homies here around the southwestern uh, uh, part of Ohio. That would be a really fun one yeah. uh, to get into. Um, you're going to introduce the or talk about one of the buddy bass. I think you got a buddy bass on there, maybe. We do. That's we have point. that. Those that are on the line. Yeah, those are online events. Okay. We have a buddy bass that's a largemouth event, May eighth, and then we have a buddy bass that is a smallmouth 
that's September 25th. Cool. And those are statewide. Right. And in short, so if you're just getting into kayak bass fishing and you just don't want to show up at that that one event uh, and, you know, uh, and you just want to do the online stuff and you want to do it with a friend, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, they had the buddy enrollment program in the Navy when I went in. You could hold hands with your buddy, basically. But as soon as you, it was a joke. As soon as you jumped off the, the of the bus there at the Great Lakes gate, it was like, bye-bye, buddy. You know, ah, he's getting ripped away. I'll never see you again, man. I didn't. Twenty years later, I didn't see him again. Anyway. Uh, so if you want to be, get into that with a friend and hold hands with somebody and do that, that's a lot of fun getting a buddy bass because the reason I asked that is there was a couple guys that I introduced to uh, kayak bass fishing last year uh, through the buddy bass tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, which is one that I did last year. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to do that one. So those guys shouting out, go ahead. Drop the money down. You guys have been talking trash all year. I've been listening to you. You know who you are. I'm calling you out right now. Throw it down on this tournament right here. You got Stone Lick. You got Cowan. Or you got Winton Woods. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, so one. when I said that we when we went from East West Harbor to the uh, to Mosquito, we and I said we skipped over some of that. Oh, no, that holiday was coming up still. So, anyway, May 8th is the largemouth buddy bass. And, and the other thing, too, is you're only, like, you have to catch at least one fish. So, if it's five fish limit, there will be. Your buddy, one buddy can catch four. The other one has to at least catch one. Right. So, if one guy gets skunked and the other one catches ten fish. Right. So, if I went fishing with Skidmore... I have to catch at least one fish right. for us to have a chance. Because he's got 19 of them on board already. He's like, come on. <laughs> I've done yeah. called my four out. <laughs> and they're all 20s. <laughs> and then this is the first year that I've been here that we did a, a buddy bass that's a smallmouth in the fall. So that's exciting. Yeah, smallmouth bass smallmouth, is starting to kick yeah. up. It's starting to hit some speed yeah. going on there. Yeah. So It's a whole new level. Sometimes you have to get another, a different kayak. It's such a whole new level. Yeah. You know. Following Brad Hicks Zephyr on that one, you know, just take a ride on his coattails for a while. And He's out there in the Dayton area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Brad knows smallmouth. He's really yeah. a talented smallmouth bass fisherman. Really, he's one of those river freaks. Well, th that was that was our uh, event number six out of eleven. So yeah. seventh event is when we go back to East West Harbor. Okay. So again, huge yeah. shout out to KBF. Um, I. You know, you have to have a KBF membership. I think they're doing the yeah. um, the Fishing Chaos or whatever that. Mm -hmm. It's not Tourney X. It's a different app. Mm -hmm. So it'd be cool to download the new app and try it out. Help yeah. help that uh, platform grow a little bit. You yeah. know, give give new competitors a shot there. And support KBF uh, 24th, 25th, East West Harbor. And I really don't know what I'm supposed to say, but you've had me sitting here for a while, so... There's a chance it might not just be East West Harbor with Chad Hoover. Yeah. I'm not saying Ooh. they won't tell me anything, uh -huh. but there's a chance I've heard, and don't pay any money based on what you're hearing me say right now, but I heard they may open some additional waters. Oh, 
Ooh, yeah, because yeah. people have been asking for that. So if you're, if you're that angler that thought, right. what about east-west? I thought about this other spot. Right. No, you can't go out on the main lake, Right. <laughs> <laughs> but some other uh, spots. So more to come on that. Right, exciting. Yep, and then uh, August, we're in August. So we actually have our first moving water, which is going to be called the Columbus Rivers. Okay. And that is going to be August 7th, Columbus Rivers. Again, we do a radius from downtown, and it covers things like Big Darby, Big Walnut, you know, Olentangia thing. There's like... Right. And if you go look on the website right now, if all these details aren't there, you can still look at last year and get a good idea okay. on what may be for this year. So Columbus Rivers is really cool. A lot of, a lot of fun there. Actually, Neil, um, who started BKFT, Neil won it last year. So that was kind of cool. All right. I don't know if it was his first win, but it was the first win that I remember him having. So nice. I was really, really excited for him. Willie, can they catch a smallmouth out of that particular event? Um, only if you're winning. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, uh, Scioto River yeah. and the Darby. There's some big smallmouth. And when I say big, I mean, they're, I, like, I live in a little suburb in Columbus. I caught a 17 and a half inch or 17 inch smallmouth in a creek that you can, I mean, it's like knee deep. Good Lord mercy. And then there's a little hole with a little rapid and then 17 inch smallmouth in there. So if you go out on some of these bigger creeks in your kayak, yeah. And you know what you're doing. These guys killed it. You know, now I'm very limited when I, you know, I can I, the, on both of these hands, I can count how many smallmouth I've caught in my life, right? One really big one down a cave run freaked yeah. me out. One of my first fish ever. And then uh, um, smaller ones here in the little Miami, messing around that area, right? Yeah. Um, so I know they're there. But man, when you talk to people for the first time and they want to know, like around here in Milford, I live in the Milford area, got the little Miami right there. Yeah. People say, man, is there like any place to go fishing? And I go, wow. I didn't know just as a, a few years ago, but man, just right here in the little Miami, then you go down here and catch, you know, 9, 10, 11 inch, 12 inch smallmouth, and you'll have fun. So much fun. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable fish. So. I'm gonna up my smallmouth. I mean, they're they're strong bit. swimmers, so when you get they they when the water think about when the water's moving, there's more oxygen in the water, and moving water can be cool. It's moving, so it's cooler, oxygenated, and it's also bringing the bait down. So grasshoppers and crickets and bait fish that are weak swimmers they get caught above the rapids and they get washed downstream. So wherever you see those those breakwaters. It doesn't have to be rapids. A breakwater can be a little, you're going down the bank and there's a little bump in the bank yeah. that creates a breakwater. That smallie's up against that right. break. So oh. break, when we think of breaks for largemouth, we're, we're going down. And in a creek, sure. sometimes once you get used to looking for it, they can be a little more obvious. And you know things like tubes and uh, your Ned rigs and you know you can get in all your crankbaits and that stuff, you catch smallies too. But, tubes and Ned rigs and it's it's mostly about putting the putting the bait where the smallmouth probably should be nice and it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun because he's just waiting to ambush it yeah and it's a lot of fun when you it's kind of like in baseball or something it's like calling your shot 
when you think that's where they should be and you right. throw it there and then it explodes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I really got addicted to or hooked on, you know, top water with smallmouth. And I just went, you know, again, started with, you know, Walmart, went down to, uh, bought the uh, ribbit frogs. And, you know, you can get the double hook or you can get the single hook on the ribbit frog. And I'll just throw those out in the creek and just reel it back on top. And those little paddle tails, uh, paddle uh, feet on yeah. the ribbit frog. So, <laughs> large mouth, a large mouth blow up is cool. But on skinny water, when you're like, it's just me. Like, there's no fish in here. Right. And you catch a 15, 16, 17 inch. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I think a 19 inch is a fish Ohio. Right. Um, not Lake Erie. Right. Might be a 20 inch, but it might be 19. Amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's um, Columbus. And then this getting into the fall, which is when the you know, the, the smallmouth bite is, is the best. So we're going to go, the next event is August 21st. It's the Dayton Rivers. Okay. So that's where your, your uh, GMR and the Miami and all right. those. Um, yeah. So the Great nice, Miami and the, yeah. Nice all around choice of smallmouth bass fishing throughout the whole tournament. It's not just about lakes. There's a lot of moving yeah. water in a few of them. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, I mean, it gets even better because, well, let me, I'll stop with Dayton because I'm not sure how far COVID, how far removed from COVID we're going to be. Mm -hmm. But the Dayton Rivers, there's a Subaru Outdoor Festival. Yeah. That is the, you know, it's a huge event, na yes. national event. If you have a Subaru, they allow you to skip to the front of the line for parking. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> nice. But if you don't, if you have a Nissan like me, you just park in the back somewhere. Right. But they open up, it's a metro park, and they open up the park grounds to camping. So, nice. you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, you got to check that out and stay, stay tuned on that Subaru event. If they have that, that's really cool. Well, so you could base, you could plan that around your uh, tournament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and at night, when the, you know, if you pre-fish or the day of the tournament when it's over, you can go out there and they got the vendors, um, uh, Yakima, you know, they have, it's not all, right. it's not all vendors like that, but uh -huh. it, you know, outdoor, the mountain That's biking, yeah. and a mountain bike uh, obstacle course. Yeah. They would let the kids get on the bikes and kind of go around. Sweet. That sounds like a lot of fun to do something like that, playing a tournament around. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then second to the last, we have September 18th is Allen Creek. So anyone that's been in Central Ohio, you know we have Hoover, Allen Creek. Allen Creek is huge. It can be a bit of a, a lot of traffic in the middle. You know, you need your your safety flag and wearing some bright colors when you cross the lake. But uh, in is it a big lake? I've it's pretty big. It. It's pretty big. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not it's sure. A big reservoir. How, yeah, it's just big reservoir. Right. Yeah, but. There's largemouth and smallmouth. Nice. So depending on what you want, uh, Chris Hannigan caught a couple of 20-inch smallmouth. Dang. He, he ended up getting second place because I think it was uh, Everett Sheets was yes. catching 20-inch in the grass. Right. So one guy's fishing for largemouth, Large. the other one's fishing for smallmouth. Yeah. And that he was, got second with the smallmouth. Yeah, it was first and second. Out? Yeah. 
damn. Yeah, Alan Dick's Creek is so small now. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would. I, I wouldn't think that I'd have a choice. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna take whichever one's gonna bite. Whichever one bites. Yeah. I don't care. These guys are going. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go for smallmouth today. Yeah. I'm gonna try to win this with smallmouth. Chris, you're one dude I'm going to say right now, I'm not coming after you. I'm with you. <laughs> not yet. Hey, so we got uh, how many more tournaments? Last more tournaments? one. It's the last one? Heck yeah. So Paint Creek, Rocky Fork, October 2nd. It's our final Ohio Bass Nation event. So pick your poison. Paint Creek's a beautiful place Paint to Creek. fish. It is. It is a beautiful place to fish. Two, one, we'll be. Billy, that was a lot of fun, buddy. We kind of rushed into that. I, we were coming up to the 60 minutes right there, and I was like, oh, man, that's how fun it is talking kayak bass fishing. We could sit around for a long time. Hours, yeah. I, you know, that's what I want this place to do. It's just I want to... Just talk kayak bass fishing in this place. Yeah. So, thank you so much for coming by, man. I yeah. really do appreciate it. Um, anybody you want to shout out to on the trail there, or you know what? I'm, I'm I'm not sponsored by anyone. Um, don't plan to be anytime soon. I need to figure out how to catch some bass before I do any of that. So, I mean, strictly sail, Raccoon Creek, yeah. uh, Dakota Lithium, all the sponsors that really help BKFT and and. If I'm going to shout out to anyone, I guess it's to anyone that's on the fence and you're thinking, you know, I only have this kayak or I only have this amount of time. Just come out and do it. You're going to be, I've been skunked in so many tournaments and I still had some of the best memories. That's true. So That is true. I yep. will have to say that during the worst of times, you know, it's not fun that moment. Well, Kurt Smith will say, and he said it the other day, it's the first time I ever really heard him say that, and he is right. He said, if anybody's okay with not catching anything, they're not right. It's not okay, right? And he's, during that moment, it is not okay. And, it, and you're not the only one there. But it is one of those sports that when I'm driving home, I still had that opportunity out there with my friends. I'm still out on the kayak. I'm still watching birds. I'm still chilling out. I got some sun. I'm out immersed in just all of God's beauty. Bald eagles galore around here. Right. You want to see a bald eagle? Go to Stone Lake Lakes, 14 minutes away. We, me and my dad drove nonstop out to California, and we didn't get to like Denver until we saw our first bald eagle first one i ever seen in my life you can go to stone lake lake right around the corner and see one almost common on a daily yeah. basis up yeah. there it's amazing so um good stuff's happening i really appreciate you coming by yeah um buckeye kayak fishing trail on the uh website so i think it's bkft.com uh, it's actually BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Okay, yeah. Um, and then we also have the same name for the YouTube, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail uh, YouTube. You can find us there. Nice. Um, and then with the podcast, uh, we'll see what we do with that. But, yeah, man, we love it. Go on the, go on the website. and uh, We're on uh, Facebook as well. You'll see a lot of posts on there. And 2021, it's weird to say. 2021. 
it's gonna be a great year. I can't wait. I'm yes, really excited. I got my Mad Max outfit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 2021 when he was driving down the road in that supercharged car in that Australian yeah. sheep herding dog. Had <laughs> <laughs> that big shotgun strapped to his leg. 2021. We never thought it would be here, but here it is. You know, I, I would never have guessed that I would be kayak bass fishing in the year 2021. I I pictured myself with my Vans or my Chuck Taylors, you know, with my jet pack. I have my jetpack on. I'm just yep. cruising up to the end of the street, get a marathon bar, you know, John Bar. That's all I thought about the year 2021, and look what's happening here. A whole new sports band really kind of invented right in front of our eyes and created and immersed right in the middle of it. It's really cool. So memberships are like 35 bucks to join? You know what? There's no membership. Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail, there's no membership. We pay out 100% yeah. of the... Fees that go into it. Uh -huh. We pay five dollars to Tourney X, five dollars to Big Bass. We have a five dollar. Uh, we do a fifty-fifty drawing. So out of the fifty-fifty, there is some money that goes towards right. trophies and things like that. Sure. And the rest of the money goes to first place through however many people we had. But we're well, not. That's slick. That's really slick. And yeah. I mean, so you really have no excuse. So jump into one of the BKF uh, T tournaments. And uh, always go big bass. Yep, always go big bass. It's free. Bass. It's included in your. Uh, it's included in your. Big fee. bass is. Yep. So you it's don't included. have an extra five or ten. No, nope. no. Nope. You pay if, if the if it's thirty six dollars for the tournament, it's included. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Why would you, you not? You want might it? not even know you want it until we tell you. That's amazing. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. So now there's really no excuse. So there's no excuse not to jump into a tournament. There's no excuse not to go big bass. And uh, so then go 50-50, right? Yeah, and the 50-50 is included in the tournament fee as well. You're kidding! So you can go... But with, wait, there's more! There's more. You, it's Billy. <laughs> but wait, you can get skunked in a tournament, show up to the captain's meeting, and walk away with a check. And it's happened. I've seen it happen. So... Oh my God! Woo! This may be the greatest thing ever that's happened to kayak angling folks. No. Oh my God! Check it out. BKFT.com. Check it out, folks. Thank you so much, Billy. I appreciate it, my friend. Um, you know, get a shout out to the boys and the girls. Say hi to everybody up there in BKFT land. And uh, I'm gonna see you out at a couple of the tournaments. Uh, this uh, podcast is gonna be. Uh, I'll put it up. Uh, tonight it'll be up so uh shout it out thanks to all the sponsors strictly sale thank you so much guys really do appreciate it and uh buddy That's thank it. you so much yeah tight okay. lines everyone awesome <laughs>got some Jersey Mike's here. Thanks so much Jersey Mike's for sending some food our way here. That's great stuff. I got the Italian. Mmm. It's just so good. I'm hungry. Wow, we burned up some energy talking. A Billy Chambers can talk. What a wonderful ambassador to kayak fishing. Thank you so much BKFT for sending him here. The calendar makes so much more sense to me. Really appreciate that. 
gray barn cap. Thank you so much for not using the litter box. I just noticed it was in here. Um, when you uh, use the litter box during a podcast, it shuts it down. So thank you so much for chilling out and, you know, hanging with us, making it pleasant. Um, no memberships and no big bass fees. You're crazy if you don't get into one of those tournaments. You know you're going to see me at Stone Lake Lake up there during that tournament. It's only 14 minutes away. So the uh, calendar makes so much more sense to me. I really appreciate that. Big shout out to Caldwell Banker, um, Westshell Realtor, Lisa Spear. Uh, if you have any questions at all, if you're in southwestern Ohio, anywhere in Ohio, and you have a bunch of stupid questions and you're afraid to ask them, you need to call her up at 513-317-6004. Okay? Call her up. The dream home comes in many, many, many sizes, and she will help you find yours and she's serious about it too she has a lot of fun you want a realtor that's having a lot of fun too makes it fun and she's gonna give you the straight okay she wants you in a happy house she doesn't want the commission sort of like larry's carpet barn we're not crazy about making money but we just love to sell carpet well she is crazy about making money who isn't But her passion is really about putting somebody in that home that works out great for them. That's what really pays off for her. She understands karma very, very well. And man, if there is somebody that you want on your side when you are buying your house, you want to call up Lisa Spear, Caldwell Banker, West Shell, 513-317-6004. Thank you for being a sponsor here at John Craig's Kayak Fishing. Yak Gadget. John Thomas, thank you so much for making those wonderful gadgets so we can personalize our kayaks and find our own groove like Billy Chambers has. Just we've got to find our groove in the sports and just etch out who we are, discover who we are. And there's nothing better than putting a whole bunch of gadgets on your kayak to personalize it. So go to Yak Gadget. John Thomas, check him out. Also want to thank very, very much Kevin Frazier, Hang Outdoors Custom Lures out there in Western Kentucky. Kevin just hand paints some of the most beautiful lures and they work in this area. If you're going to fish Stone Lake, if you're not fishing a Hang Outdoors, uh, shallow crankbait, uh, in a chartreuse ripper, or like a crawl uh, orange color, you're not going to catch any fish. Uh, I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, I hope the orders come in, bro. And I'm, I'm sincere about that. All five fish that live in Stone Lake Lake, they only eat Kevin Frazier hang outdoor shallow crankbaits. Okay, enough said. Uh, also want to uh, big shout out to Strictly Sale up there in Blue Ash, the Tacey Outlaw Gang. Thank you. Been there since, ni- since 1972. If you're into sailing, you already know who they are. Uh, if you're going to buy a Hobie in the Midwestern uh, part of uh, America, uh, you make the check the, to Blue Ash and talk to uh, the Tacey uh, Gang there at uh, Strictly Sale. You won't regret it. Check out their new website, Strictly Sale. And uh, last but not least, 
American Tackle, thank you so much for believing in me way back when. And uh, hopefully you still believe in me now. You introduced me to the wonderful world, magnificent and big and beautiful world of fishing when you invited me down to ICAST and it hasn't been the same since for me. You've done so much for me. I really do appreciate it. And you can be uh, part of the American Tackle Pro st- uh, Staff Program. It's a lot of fun to join. There's a lot of us worldwide. American Tackle approaches their pro staff a little bit different. You're not going to see an American Tackle uh, rigged out super boat out there with a big 300 uh, uh you know, VMAX on it. You're not going to see a lot of money dumped into one or two anglers. They spread that wealth around the world because they're, they want to make fishing better for each and every one of us. They want to dial that in. So there's no better way than to spread the love and spread that membership or the pro staff sponsorship literally around the world. And um, there's well into the hundreds of pro staff members here. You get discount on your stuff, which is just about like anything. But man, they have the most beautiful pro staff jerseys out there. If you want to learn about the business of fishing and the industry of fishing, you will be doing yourself a great, great service by going to americantackleanglerproducts.com. And on the back there, it's just uh, sort of like the, the application fee to join the pro staff there. And uh, you'll know within just a few days. And I'm telling you, it can change your whole fishing life. It has mine. And uh, again, big shout out to Austin Todd and everybody down there at American Tackle in Florida. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing. I hope this uh, kayak... Uh, um, podcast was uh, informative for you. I've been enlightened on the whole BKFT uh, stuff. I'm pumped up. Uh, This is going to be a great, great year. Get out there, catch your biggest fish ever, and uh, I hope to see you out there on the water. So long, everybody.